Chair staff is ready when you are. All right, thank you. Good evening and welcome to the January 4th, 2023 Disabilities Advisory Commission um, meeting. Uh, my name is Brandy Tuzon Boyd and I am the current chair of the Disabilities Advisory Commission. Um, I'd like to call the meeting to order and will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum this evening? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Here. Thank you. Commissioner Crowley? She just joined. Commissioner so Crowley present. Thank you. Commissioner Neal will be absent. Commissioner Williams? Thank you. Vice Chair McMillan. This is Alan McMillan. I'm not getting sound. I'm going to have to rejoin. Thank you. If you can hear me. We can. And then Chair Tuzon Boyd. Here. Thank you. We have a quorum. Right, thank you. Uh, let's see. We can get started. Some of the logistics. Um, this meeting is being held virtually via Zoom for members of the public who wish to join. Uh, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand <clears throat> to provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you are online, click on raise hand on the bottom of your screen. Um, in the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you're calling via telephone, raise your hand by dialing star nine and then unmute or mute by dialing star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on and we will now proceed with today's agenda starting with the land acknowledgement. Please rise for the opening acknowledgements in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, <clears throat> the Nisinan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley Plains, Miwok, Patwin, Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. And please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, Commissioner Crowley, would you be able to lead us in the pledge this evening? Absolutely. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Commissioner Crowley. Um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar this evening? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for the consent calendar. Thank you. 
Um, I will call on you in just a moment, Commissioner Kennedy. I do want to um, pull both the um, item number two, teleconferencing meetings during COVID, and item number three, Sacramento Disabilities Advisory follow-up log from the consent calendar. So would only be entertaining the motion at this time to um, approve the meeting minutes from our December 7th meeting. Uh, Commissioner Kennedy, did you have a comment on the consent calendar items? Uh, you were a step ahead of me uh, regarding item two under the consent calendar, pulling it and want to discuss more. Thank you very much. Great, thank you. So with that being said, I will entertain a motion to um, approve the meeting minutes from December 7th. Mo Crowley, motion to approve. Commissioner Kennedy. Second. Second. Cool. So it's a, a battle for second. So we have a motion to approve the meeting minutes by Commissioner Crowley and a double second by Commissioners Kennedy and Williams. Thank you. Um, Clerk, would you please take the roll vote on this item? Yes, thank you. Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Williams? Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Chair Tuzon-Boyd? Aye. Thank you, motion passes. Thank you. Um, so item number two was the teleconferencing meetings during the COVID-19 state of emergency 30-day finding. And um, it looks like in reading the staff report that if we pass this motion, the DAC is agreeing to continue to meet virtually. It was my understanding that um, we would be resuming in-person meetings with an option for commissioners who are not comfortable to meet in person to Zoom in starting in March. Is there a staff presentation or someone who can uh, speak more on this item for the commissioners? Good evening, commissioners. My name is Mindy Cuppy, your city clerk, and I can speak to this item. Um, the DAC actually follows the city council findings um, so this is a courtesy vote. Um, the city council has continued their 30-day findings. They expect to do that until the governor, um, the state of emergency is termed to expire at the end of February. Um, and the direction that council has given to me is to continue our state of emergency finding until then. And then we will discontinue that and we will go back to in-person commission meetings. So in, still anticipating in-person meetings in March? That's correct. Okay, thank you very much. Any other questions? Looks like Commissioner Crowley has a question. Does this impact the invitation of the Tim Haley award recipients in any way? Commissioner Crowley, I believe we had um, calendared that item for March in anticipation of being able to meet in person at that time. So um, I think uh, who, whomever is chair of the commission, um, if they could make sure that they um, communicate with our staff and the clerk's office. Um, to make sure that this, you know, that's the path that we're going so that we can extend those invitations to those individuals at the appropriate time. 
any other questions? Will, did you have any questions after uh, Ms. Kepi's uh, comments? Uh, just thank you uh, for the clarification. You know, I just would uh, like to see us all back in chambers at some point. You know, it was, if you guys recall, you know, it wasn't too long ago, unfortunately we had a meet in a small little room behind chambers, you know, wasn't really accessible. And I think uh, us being actually in chambers brings a certain amount of legitimacy, if you will, to uh, what our commission is doing. You know, and I hope that we can get back there soon and continue uh, the good work we're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Kennedy. Any other comments on item number two? If not, I will entertain a motion to approve um, that courtesy vote for continuing our virtual meetings. So moved, McMillan. Thank you. Second, Crowley. I have a motion from Commissioner, uh, Vice Chair McMillan and a second by Commissioner Crowley to um, continue to meet virtually um, in keeping with the city's uh, policy um, in regards to the state of emergency around COVID. Uh, uh, Clerk, would you please take the roll call vote? Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Williams? See you, but we didn't hear you, Commissioner Williams. Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Chair Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. So then the item number three was the SAC, um, Sacramento Disabilities Advisory Commission follow-up log. And I had a couple of updates to this log that aren't reflected in the comments. So I wanted to just share those um, with the rest of the um, commissioners. Uh, your uh, Vice Chair McMillan and myself met with City Clerk, um, Ms. Cuppy, uh, last month uh, to get an update on the meeting accessibility um, topic and uh, the city is in the process of working with a consultant to uh, evaluate and identify um, what may or may not need to um, be implemented to uh, make meetings more accessible, whether that's virtually or in person. Um, Vice Chair McMillan and I um, again shared our contact information for the State Department of Rehabilitation, if you'll recall. They came and did a presentation on accessibility, and they are a free resource to government agencies on um, this issue. Um, the Golden One Center Traffic Management Plan, um, we had heard that the city would be working with the Kings to um, work, uh, move forward on the uh, working around the original traffic management plan um, with the drop-off and pickup at 4th and J. And um, your chair uh, went down to that location on two different event nights and shared feedback with the city staff and the Sacramento Kings on what was observed. Um, those uh, designated spaces for drop-off and pickup were being used as parking spaces. And because, um, it was free parking downtown for the holidays. Uh, there was no enforcement, um, but it, uh, 
follow-up item to that is the city is working on, again with the Kings to make sure that the appropriate signage goes up and that um, those spaces are available for drop-off and pickup. Um, we also had a question, I think in um, just commissioner comments, uh, wondering about an update on the um, shared writables. And I did reach out to Jennifer Dahman Wyant, who is our uh, contact on that topic. And um, she did indicate that um, a report would be coming to the DAC um, with uh, revisiting that policy, that regulation. Um, but if we were interested in the spring, but if we were interested in something smaller or uh, uh, a brief update prior to spring that we um, would, could just let her know, okay? And I think that is all I have. Does anybody else have anything that they wanna comment or any questions regarding the follow-up blog? Vice Chair McMillan. I, uh, I'm not sure where this belonged, if it was on the follow-up blog, but it was to all the commissioners as well as for the city to talk about advertising our, our uh, openings on the commission. And um, I don't know how we follow up on what anything's gone on from that, from any of us um, exposing it. I will share that I joined this commission from a posting on a Nextdoor app uh, many years ago. So um, I don't wanna get that focus lost. There's no other place to discuss it, but um, you know, follow-up blog is also follow-up for ourselves to, to do things, I would think. Yeah, sure. So I know that um, we had um, a nice article in the City Express about our open seats. And I believe we might even have another open seat coming up. Um, that application period was through the end of December. So, um, and I'm not sure when the PMPE meets again. Um, does the staff or the clerk, is uh, PMPE on the calendar to meet um, anytime soon in the new year by chance? Hi, Chair. Um, it looks like the next PMPE meeting is scheduled for January 17th of 2023. Okay. Um, so we'll have to watch and see if the uh, DAC applicants are on that agenda. Um, and if not, possibly maybe staff could give us an update on, on you know, was that uh, recruitment successful? You know, did they get a good number of, of applicants? Because I believe the last time um, when uh, Commissioner Crowley and I were up for the appointment, we had fewer applicants than we had open seats. And so we're really trying to diversify our, our commission and make sure that we have full seats. We haven't had a full commission since June, 2020. So um, I'd like to see that change in this new year, right? <laughs> um, so uh, again, maybe per perhaps whoever is chair of the commission uh, can uh, communicate with staff and the clerk to get that on the agenda or to find out when it's going to PMP. All right, so if there are no other comments or questions in regards to the follow-up log, I'll entertain a motion to uh, adopt it. 
I'd like to make a motion to adopt the follow-up log. Second. We have a motion and a second by Commissioner Kennedy and Vice Chair McMillan to adopt the follow-up log. Um, Clerk, can you please take the roll vote, please? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Crowley? Abstain. Thank you. Commissioner Williams? We didn't hear you, Angie. Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Chair Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. We will now uh, move on to the discussion calendar. Um, item number four is the Stockton Boulevard at 12th Avenue pedestrian signal project. Um, is there a staff presentation on this item? Good evening, commissioners. My name is Adam Randolph. I'm presenting for item number four and item number five tonight. Uh, if you can give me a second to start up a presentation, I would love to begin. Perfect. Floor is yours. Thank you. I always have to remember to hit the second button when I'm in a Zoom meeting. It's gotten me more than once. Um, so again, thank you for having me tonight. Um, this item is about our Stockton Boulevard at 12th Street, or sorry, 12th Avenue pedestrian signal. Um, my goal tonight is to introduce you guys to the project, um, give you an idea of the accessibility components that are involved, um, give you a anticipated schedule for it, and then field any questions that you may have. So this project, um, pretty obvious out of the name, I guess, Stockton Boulevard at 12th Avenue. It's kind of um, central east side of the city. Uh, what we are doing here is modifying an existing marked crosswalk. Um, so this project came about as part of our traffic engineering's um, safety improvements. They, ha they have a specific task of improving safety at marked crosswalks, which usually involves high-speed corridors, which I believe this qualifies for. Um, we are trying to find safer ways for people to cross or introduce additional measures to make it safer for people to cross here. Um, there is an existing walk or crosswalk out there. There are also existing accessible ramps out there. Uh, what our project will be doing is installing a new pedestrian signal um, so it'll be a push button actuated signal, um, which will stop vehicles in all directions, allowing pedestrians to cross. Um, it will extend the refuge or the nose of the refuge island. So cars can't squeeze so close to that refuge location if um, a pedestrian is uh, not able to complete that crossing in a single uh, phase. And it'll also be removing an existing driveway out here, which allows room for our signal and also addresses some safety concerns that I'll present on in a second. So from an accessibility standpoint, as I mentioned, the ramps are already accessible out here. So it's not so much putting in hard infrastructure on this project, 
but we what we are doing is adding that signal in the signal will include um, accessible pedestrian signal push buttons so it'll have um, the full APS system installed with it and then as I mentioned we're also removing that driveway location and I like to highlight the bottom right picture on this slide where that driveway is actually being used more as a parking spot or access for cars to park on the sidewalk. So I think this is actually going to help in one, creating a larger path of travel out there and two, just eliminating an obvious safety concern of cars traveling onto sidewalks. Um, this project is going to be moving relatively quickly. We are just finalizing the project report right now, um, but this is going to be a fairly short, simple design for us. So we're anticipating finishing it up this spring, um, which if we finish it this spring, bid it this spring, um, with the signal equipment involved, we will be in construction this next winter and we'll be in, or in full operation shortly into the next spring of 2024. Um, this is a relatively small and simple project. So with that, I would love to answer any questions that you may have. Um, I believe we would open the floor to the public for questions first before we go to the commission. Clerk, are there any members of the public with their hands raised? Thank you, Chair. I do not have any hands raised for this item. Okay, uh, then moving on to Commissioner Crowley. Hi, thank you for the presentation. Uh, for as simple as it is, since you mentioned safety a couple times, did the department do anything to adjust the timing of the signal relative to uh, this unique traffic pattern of uh, the, the project uh, location? And if not, uh, can it in time to uh, adjust the timing of the signal? Um, so the traffic engineering division for the city uh, sets all of the signal timing. Um, that isn't actually determined until construction. We, we who design it request those timing files from our traffic engineering section at the time of construction to be programmed into the signal. So that could or that can be requested or that request can be reviewed anytime up to when this is built. And honestly, it's never even precluded after it's built. Did that answer your question, Commissioner Crowley? It did. Are we able to request at this time, Chair, um, to be a part of um, that decision-making process or at least having act, not decision-making process, I apologize. What I mean is, access to that timing record so we can become more familiar with how the uh, how the project uh, may become necessary for our input at that time, particularly because although they're not present today, there's often advocates from the community who attend our meetings that are visually impaired and, uh, and others, but they have a lot oftentimes commented on how, although the city design for improvements are doing a good job with updating the signal, uh, modernizing the signals at the intersections to increase the safety. Oftentimes the timing uh, is somehow missed unique to the area. 
So I just wanted to ask if this is an appropriate juncture to have that considered as part of a uh, part of a follow up to the stage when it's uh, toward the end. It kind of meets the. It's a good stopgate for what we're commissioned to do, and I think our, uh, if for nothing else, knowing that for the community that would be attending uh, our meetings, they would like to know that that so, sort of um, process is in effect. And I, I see um, Ms. Avalos has her hand raised, so I might want to piggyback on that. I guess what I would be interested in is, uh, does the city do something similar to like a traffic study to help determine timing for, for signals? Um, along the lines of what Commissioner Crowley is is requesting. So with that, um, Ms. Avalos, if you wanted to address the, the question on the floor. Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, this is Osoya Avalos with the City of Sacramento. I just wanted to um, um, kind of just speak in, in, in general form. The, the you know, we, we do have um, a program where if there is a route, we don't, if there's a route, a specific need in a route um, to get from point A to B, we can evaluate that whole route. So we don't arbit arbitrarily, um, um, the signal timing is always adjusted. It's always a continuous thing. It depends on the traffic flow, the pedestrian needs, the nature of the road, so it will be evaluated as the design goes through. They will be they will be evaluating that. So if um, if there is a need for that evaluation and someone is using that uh, crosswalk um, continuously and it's it's in the route of, of travel, um, someone with either you know with depending on the disability, um, we can adjust those specific locations and specific needs. For that, so there is that that program, and, and Josh manages that program as well. So um, that's always on the table. We don't arbitrarily put in um, all of you know adjust all of the timings all over the city um, for just pedestrian needs or just traffic needs. We kind of look at the whole picture. If that makes sense to you guys, would that be part of the? kind of the citizen request um, feedback that Josh helps Co Correct, address. correct, yes. Because that way it's more tailored to whatever the specific needs are for the intersection. So as part of community outreach, I'm, I'm assuming when you're, when you're doing a project like this, there is some public noticing and community outreach and that gives those folks who would be impacted in that community the opportunity to provide, at that time provide their specific feedback and concerns is that correct accurate? Okay. that is accurate there is there is um um you know there's forums like this we go to the transportation board we go to different there's different commissions there's um there's community meetings that that are held um and so there is opportunity for that to happen so um i just um you know just because we're we're resources driven we want to make sure that we're spending the money where where the need is, and not we're and not just all over the city randomly where nobody uses it. So that's kind of where that why we have that program set up so that we can meet all the specific needs of our residents. 
one more question from me, um, Mo, before I circle back to you. Um, I know for planning projects, they have, you know, routing sheets that go to, you know, different community groups. Would something like this be routed to, you know, Walk Sacramento? I know it has a different name now and or um, Society for the Blind, for example. Adam, have you, um, that's a question for Adam and see what other commissions he's gone to for this. But we can definitely do it. You know, it's, it's not, you know, if it's a, if it's a need, then we can, we can um, definitely get the project out there, a pamphlet with it, the information. That's and, not a and as Ophelia said, we are very resource driven. For, so for a project like this, uh, generally, we're reviewing it with the city commissions, but we don't go much further than that. If there's an identified need, if there are previous requests through Josh's program, or if there's identified um, issues through our traffic investigators, we would take it further. Um, for this project, we uh, would generally just leave it as a request driven, and if necessary, then timing would be readdressed or would be looked at again after construction if a request was made. Okay. Commissioner Crowley. Thank you for all that great information for um, our constituents who might look at the video for later. Is, is there a standard rate then? There must be, but are you all able to uh, help share today? Uh, there is absolutely a standard rate. I'm afraid none of us know that off the top of our head. Um, but yes, there is a standard rate that's applied just a pedestrian travels X miles per hour across the intersection that's this long and that's how long or that plus a certain factor of safety is what the signal timing would be. And just as a follow up. So for example, as uh, Ophelia was saying, and as you were saying, Adam, is if there's a standard, but then there's a simple design, like there's a, a safety concern, the lights are going to go up. And so it's a known, uh, it's known to the engineers and planning that in this particular simple project, the standard rate would be effective prior to sending it to any of the community. The community can be assured that the city departments have that universal design that has been promoted over the last several years in that universal design and uh, an age-friendly community, all of those things being factored as the city's mission would go into that simple design. And then short of that, separate from that standard plan, anyone in the community that is impacted by uh, the changes in their neighborhood would contact 311 as the centralized source to request anything that might need an accommodation. Did I get that right? That is yes, correct. Yes, that sounded correct to me too, as well. Thank you so much. All right, good questions. Thank you for those answers. Um, this item is for receive and file, so no vote is required. Um, we'll move on to um, Mr. Randolph's next presentation, the Florin Road Highway Safety Improvement Projects. Um, again, the floor is yours. Uh, give me a second and let me figure out how to get this one started. It's on the wrong screen this time. I like that picture though, it's cute. <laughs> Oh, hey, I didn't even see which one was up. <laughs> Let's see. I think I have to end a slideshow and restart it in order to convince this to work real quick. Please bear with me.
It's always amazing how many clicks it takes to get something started once you're on live. And can you confirm that my next slide shows up? Looks amazingly similar to the previous one. Yes, it's up. Um, however, I will say this one is a much more complex project. And as a matter of fact, it's a much more complex set of projects. So this is our Floor and Road Highway Safety Improvement Projects. Um, we actually have two separate ones going here. Um, so much like the last presentation, we're going to introduce the project, uh, describe specifically the accessibility components that were included, and uh, present the schedule before we start fielding questions. Um, this project is a long floor and road between Greenhaven and 24th Street. Uh, the red dots that you see on here are seven different signalized intersections that we will be modernizing and improving, and most of which will be improving accessibility. Um, the blue dots are pedestrian signals that will be going in. And I'm, you know, I'm describing all of this right before the slide of what I'm going to be installing on all of these. So Florin Road is a road that's on the city's identified high injury network from our Vision Zero program. Um, we've identified multiple safety improvements that are needed along this corridor. Um, with those identified, we were able to request grant funding to address those improvements. And honestly, we bit off more than we can chew, and we had to go back and request additional grant funding to be able to pay for the entire thing. So now we have two separate projects. The first one, as I said, is modifying seven different intersections along the Florin Road corridor. The first being Greenhaven. Um, we'll see if I can name them all. I'm going to miss one of them in the middle, I'm sure. Uh, Greenhaven, Southland Park, Freeport Boulevard, Amherst, Tam O'Shanter, 21st Street and 24th Street. I can't believe I did that. Um, all of those intersections will be improved. Um, in addition to that, we will be installing a pedestrian scale fence in the median of these projects to prevent unsafe crossings mid-block in, in three locations. Uh, those are between Greenhaven and the freeway, um, the, or Southland Park and Freeport Boulevard, and Tam O'Shanter and 24th Street. And then we will also be putting in two pedestrian signals at major commercial centers um, near Freeport Boulevard and near 24th Street. The, that's the major improvements that are going in, but looking specifically at accessibility aspects on here, uh, we're actually going to be constructing 26 new accessible ramps at these seven, well, nine different locations in order to make sure that these are fully usable intersections. Uh, we are, oh, this is a great picture that just highlights all of the issues out here. Currently we have crosswalks going through raised medians into sidewalks that have no ramps. So we are happy to address these improvements with this project. Um, we are going to be constructing five accessible bus stops out here and if any of you are familiar with the Florin Road corridor, um, right now there are roughly three foot wide raised medians between a frontage road and the main road that have a bus bench sitting on them. 
So we will be widening that out to a eight foot width so that we can get a or full accessibility for buses stopping there. The um, benches will remain. There will be full ramps up and over or to access those bus stops. Uh, we'll also be addressing that issue I was saying before of median noses that are sticking out into our crosswalks. And that's going to be addressed at six different locations along this corridor. Um, currently, we are most of the way through our design, although we have not finalized it yet. Um, we are looking again at construction late this year. Um, and then construction on this one will take a while, so we're not going to be in operation until at least midway through 2024. Uh, with that, I am, again, happy to answer questions. Uh, Clerk, are there any members of the public who have their hands raised for this item? Thank you, Chair. I do not have any hands raised for this item. Thank you. Um, with that, I see Commissioner Crowley and Commissioner Kennedy with their hands raised. I wanted to start with one question. Um, you mentioned... Uh, the unsafe crossing prevention um, portion of this project. And, and I was curious, is that is that an indication that there have been um, pedestrian accidents in those areas that, um, is there some data that supports the, the need for that particular approach to those areas? Um, absolutely. I, I think that's what actually put this area highlighted so high up in our Vision Zero program is there were multiple pedestrian crashes at unmarked crossing, well, I shouldn't say unmarked crossings, at non-designated non crossing locations, um, mid-block locations where uh, it's unfortunately a all too common problem along commercial corridors where people are running across the street to get to the fast food store, or get to the convenience store or on or with this area also get to the bus stop. Right. And similar to where I reside in North Natomas, actually both of these corridors you, you're presenting on today are multi-lane and there are several, there, there's long blocks between cro like designated crossings, correct? So that's correct. contributing to this unsafe practice. Okay. And I will highlight, you didn't specifically ask about it, but one of the items that we're doing, the reason that we're putting those pedestrian crossings in that I mentioned are to cut two of these block lengths in half so that people do have a crossing midway in between. That's great. All right. Uh, with that, I don't know who had their hand raised first, but I'll call on Commissioner Kennedy. Thank you. And thank you, Adam, for the excellent presentation. Uh, I'm a resident of the pocket area and uh, oftentimes I hear about the issues of Green Haven, like the intersection there at Green Haven and Florin. You know, we, we have a lot of community members who like the idea of walking down to the Nugget, the market there and the other stores, but they don't want to due to that intersection. Their worries and what's happened recently with a few accidents. Even some of my students use that intersection on a regular basis to get to the bus stop. So very happy to hear that you'll be improving the access in that area. But that in mind, you mentioned some sort of uh, median fencing and help me uh, wrap my mind around what the, the fencing would entail and how, how you'll be making the intersection safe. 
Thank you. So the median fencing isn't so much for the intersection. It's more to direct people to the intersection. Um, what it is, um, I'm trying to think of a good location to point you to look at. Um, if you could pick, I was going to say Meadowview Road in front of the Parnell Center okay. is a example within the city um, where it's roughly a three foot tall fence that's placed in the median. The entire purpose of it is to make it difficult for somebody to jaywalk across the road there. So they're encouraged to use the crosswalk. Um, and then at Greenhaven, what we are doing there is upgrading the signal equipment to make sure the si signals are more visible, um, proper size, proper locations, so that we should get more compliance out of drivers there as well. Thank you. Commissioner Crowley. Thank you. I just wanted to commend the department for seeking that extra grant money. The, the part where uh, we were just discussing like towards the nugget and all of those different businesses and the intersection, uh, it, it is congested and um, comparative to that region to where 24th street uh, however you tell in this project, from 24th Street to um, Freeport on Florin, the residents there, uh, it's just such a night and day difference of the type of problems that come with the congestion. It's really, really great to hear that the design itself uh, has enough funding to complete it in totality because there's such a, a funneling of uh, problems that come from from the region that I'm speaking of, from 24th to uh, Freeport, before we get to all the business districts. And there's just a, a different level of congestion. And I know the residents are um, going to, they're already starting to um, talk in the different neighborhood associations uh, about this anticipation of how it's gonna be safer, especially as more uh, children and families are making, have a need with our economy to get into uh, using public transportation safely. So I just wanted to commend the department for um, doing it right the first time around. It's really admirable. It's not an easy thing and I appreciate it on behalf of everyone in our neighborhood associations that have shared their comments with me. Well, I will take the opportunity to congratulate a Mr. William Shunk with our department who is the guy who succeeded at getting all of that extra grant funding. So we could accomplish everything that you're talking about there. Are there any other commissioners with comments or questions for Mr. Randolph? Um, I did have a question in regards to that, again, back to the unsafe uh, crossing pre prevention. I am not familiar with what the um, fencing looks like across from the Pinnell Center. I'm more familiar with um, Greenback and Marconi where they've kind of made it artistic in a way. Is there an opportunity to work with the city's arts and culture um, and some of the funding that they have to make those um, parts of the project um, appealing to the eye or is that already in the works? Unfortunately, I don't think that can be part of this project. Um, I, oddly enough, it's fortuitous that I mentioned in front of the Parnell Center because that's the example I'm going to point to for this explanation. 
Um, this was a big discussion as part of this project. Uh, and that median fencing is a great countermeasure to accomplish what we're trying to do. Unfortunately, what it also is, is a very large maintenance burden that the city adopts whenever we put it in. So while we want to make sure that we put a fencing in there that doesn't take away from the neighborhood, we don't want to run, you know, just a gray chain link fence down the median by any means. Um, we also don't want to put in something that is custom fabricated because it's just a fact that items in the median are going to get hit oh. and custom fabricated fences one take forever to rebuild and two cost a lot to replace so we have to stick with a fairly standard fence here in order to accomplish this improvement got it makes sense all right any other comments or questions for mr randolph on this item if not thank you very much for your presentations today um we're very interested in seeing these projects move forward and um I would just uh, put the pitch in to forward the projects, just a simple email to, you know, Walk Sacramento and or the Society for the Blind, if that um, fits in with your outreach um, effort. But um, I understand if that doesn't, isn't part of uh, what you typically do with this type of project, so. All right. Well, uh, thank you to all of the commissioners. I appreciate you hearing me out this evening and look forward to the next project that I'm sure I'll be seeing you with. Thank you. All right, um, that um, is also an item for receiving files and no vote is required. So we'll be moving on to the next item, which is selection of chair and vice chair for the calendar year 2023. Is there a staff presentation? Thank you, Chair. I can make a brief presentation. Good evening. I'm Mindy Cuppy, your city clerk. The report before you is selection of chair and vice chair for calendar year 2023. Sacramento City Code section 2.40.170 states that each city board and commission shall elect one of its members to serve as chairperson and another to serve as vice chairperson for each calendar year. A member may serve as chairperson or vice chairperson for no more than two calendar years and the chairperson shall be the presiding officer and shall ensure the orderly conduct of the meeting. And if the chairperson is absent, the vice chairperson shall act in the capacity of the chairperson. So as I mentioned, the chair, chairperson or vice chairperson is responsible for priding, presiding at all meetings and charged with equally applying rules of conduct, ensuring parliamentary procedure is followed, compliance with Brown Act, and that the scope and work of the commission is accomplished. Rosenberg's Rules of Order outlines parliamentary parliamentary procedure and the Sacramento City Code outlines the scope of most city boards, commissions, and committees. The order and conduct of business are also governed by the Sacramento City um, Council Rules of Procedure and the chairperson and vice chairperson will start their terms at the next regular meeting. So any member may nominate a fellow member or themselves for chairperson or vice chairperson. Once a nomination has been made for chair, the legislative body shall vote on that nomination. And it is then common practice that the nomination shall vice, of vice chair shall follow and the legislative body would then vote on that nomination. And a more majority of members present is necessary to pass a motion selecting a chairperson or vice chairperson. And I'm available for any questions. Great, thank you. Are there any members of the public who wish to comment on this item? 
Thank you, Chair. I do not have any hands raised for this item. Okay, before I uh, call on commissioner comments, I will, uh, Ms. Kepi did mention that um, majority of the body needs to be present. And um, I will point out that uh, all current commissioners are in attendance today. The commissioner, Neil, has resigned from her position. So we do have a fourth open seat. So there's, um, so this is it. <laughs> we are all here. Um, and uh, with that, I will start with nominations for uh, I, chair or vice chair, whoever wants to go first. Um, and Commissioner Kennedy, you had your hand raised first. Thank you. Yeah, I, I had a quick question for uh, Ms. Cuppy. Um, regarding regarding um, the ability to be a chair, it, it was my understanding that recently there was an ordinance that updated the ability for a person to continue on being chair. Uh, specifically, I believe if they were chair one year, they, they couldn't run for re-election the next year. Could, could you help? Uh, I know a few of us have been chair before, been vice chair before. So I'm trying to hopefully get clarification as to, you know, going forward, what is the requirements? Like, could could I nominate Brandy this evening? You know, based on she has been previous chair, but is, do we have, does it start from now in the beginning of the year or uh, any guidance you could offer? We really appreciate it. Absolutely, um, I'd be happy to answer that question. You're referring to um, Sacramento City Code Chapter 2.40, which did limit the terms of a vice chair and, and chair to two years. And this does work prospectively in that if someone were appointed to a chair for a third year, it would at that time violate the two-year limit. So that is correct. Um, if Ms. Boyd um, had been chair for two years, she's not eligible to be chair again. Um, I, and I do have statistics if you need me to go through those. Okay, uh, thank you for the clarification. Just on my part too, because I've been, because I've been chair twice. That means that I can no longer serve. And, and does that also work for being vice chair? If you're vice chair twice, that you can no longer run for vice chair again? That's correct. So you can do right. two years at each position. I see. Thank you very much, Commissioner Crowley. I just wanted to clarify. Thank you for referencing the code. I wasn't familiar with the code, but I wanted to echo what Will was just talking about. For for our commission to have such a constant vacancy uh, and the fact that some of the current commissioners have been in previous positions, does the code have the exception, for example, if a person has been a chair or a vice chair before, but it's not consecutive position, holding the position for consecutive two years and then there's a gap? Does that widen the ability of our scope to, among our small cohort here, maintain what we're doing since we're committed to being part of the commission without being in violation? Um, the Can code Mr. does- Hicks address this? Yeah, unfortunately, the way that that, that that's <clears throat> section is written, it doesn't talk about consecutive terms it just talks about if you have served for two terms before. So based upon what I've seen, I think both, unfortunately, uh, both um, Chair Boyd and Commissioner Kennedy are both are both unable to fill either the chair or the vice chair at this time. You know, understanding the problems that this, this uh, commission has been reduced to five members. Uh, Mr. Hicks, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, Chair. Go ahead, go ahead. Just wanted to clarify if the language does not say 
consecutive terms as a specific, isn't the interpretation there, Mr. Hicks, that since an exception is not written, I, I wanted to, I just wanted to make sure I understood because I don't have the code in front of me. Sure. My, my understanding that since it's written generically and liberally, then we err on the side of a liberal interpretation of the code instead of self-imposing the restriction? The, that's a good question. And the, um, the way this has been construed, and this applies to all the boards and commissions, the last line of uh, 2.40.170A says, a member may serve as a chairperson or vice chairperson for no more than two calendar years. So it doesn't talk about consecutive. It just says two calendar years. And so for both uh, Chair Tuzon Boyd and Commissioner Kennedy, this would be their third year, either chair or vice chair. And as I said, I understand the difficulties with only five commissioners on the commission currently. And the fact that we didn't meet for several months in 2020, would that extend? I, I'm just like, you, we, you know, Vice Chair McMillan has served for a term. Uh, we, we're basically down to three commissioners who are eligible and have in the past not desired to run for a leadership position. So um, I, I just want to clarify that as well. Commissioner Kennedy. Are we to the point of uh, nominations? I, if Mo has something more to say about the, the procedure, I, I would like to, for her to go first. Commissioner Crowley, if you have Thank something you. to add. Yeah, I did, and it was procedural. Thanks, Will, for catching that. I, I wanted to ask if no commissioners want to step forward or are unable to step forward in a leadership position, what is the what is the legality of maintaining the DAC as participants, but not having a voted chair and co-chair? Is there a contingency plan there? I don't know. I, I don't know, Mindy, do you have any thoughts on that? I, um, the code says that each year the, you know, the commission shall select a chair and vice chair. I, I'm not aware of any contingency or, or how we would move forward without doing that. So if I may chime in, the code does say that, that you, sh you must have a chair and vice chair. However, in an instance when both chair and vice chair are absent, it's typical for the clerk to step in and, um, and run that meeting for you. So be your presiding officer until the chair or vice chair is returning to the meeting. Um, but that's typically a temporary situation. Thank you. Um, so commissioners eligible for either position include Vice Chair McMillan, Commissioner Crowley, and Commissioner Williams. Um, one more question, Mr. Hicks. Uh, as we've seen our numbers dwindled, so too has um, our quorum. So. Can you just confirm that going forward until we seat more people, 
the quorum for this commission will actually be three individuals? First of all, I apologize for my camera, it went out, but uh, no, that's correct. That's correct. Um, with, I understand five commissioners um, under, the, under the code, three would constitute a quorum. Is there any, um, and I'm sorry to belabor this during the, you know, during this part of the agenda, but um, our commission is not, our commission is not typically appointed by city council members. Is there any provision or ability for council members to nominate potential commissioners? Um, should we not get a sufficient number of applicants to fill our seats? And I don't know if that's a question for you or for Ms. Cuppy. Uh, Mr. Hicks, I'll, I can take that if you'd like. So there is no provision for council members. The there is no provision for council members to nominate. Um, there are absolutely commission, council members can reach out to candidates and encourage them to apply, but they would go through the PNP process. Okay. So um, that would just, uh, I would, uh, hmm. I think it would be great if those of you who have relationships with sitting council members um, at the end of our meeting, uh, reach out and encourage them to um, help us recruit if you haven't already done so. All right, Commissioner, uh, okay. Does somebody wanna make a nomination or does somebody have a question? Who who wants to go? Just I have a, go ahead. I have a nomination. Okay. Crowley, do you have a question or a nomination? Okay. Right. I would like <laughs> to right. nominate uh, Commissioner McMillan for chair, Sacramento Disabilities Advisory Commission. I second that nomination. Is there any discussion or Mr. McMillan, do you have any um, words? Well, uh, thank you for the nomination. Well, um, I'd be happy to accept it if, if my fellow commissioners agree to that. Big shoes to fill, but um, I'll give it a crack. Okay, so we all have our hands raised. Does that mean any, does anybody wanna have a, to make a comment? Uh, Commissioner Williams, do you have a comment? Um, just real quick, wanted to apologize. My internet is cutting in and out so I could only hear half of what you guys are saying. Uh, um, so um, I'm trying to pay attention to make a vote. Yes, your um, your internet is really spotty. Uh, so the nomination, I'm texting it to you now, is McMillan. For chair and uh, Commissioner Crowley, do you have a comment on that nomination? I wanted to just say how honored I am to be working with Alan in the different um, committees and in the community and the maturity and the lens and the brevity with which uh, the perspective to support accessibility 
and inclusion is just um, so outstanding, Ellen. I'm, uh, I have zero hesitation to your leadership as chair and I'm very encouraged that uh, you are agreeable to assume that position. And uh, before I ask the clerk to take the vote, I do want to echo Commissioner Crowley's words. Vice Chair McMillan, you have been a perfect partner this past year um, on the DAC. Um, I appreciate your availability, your um, experience, knowledge, and also your, <laughs> your um, words. A lot of times you have the words that um, help us move the conversation forward that I am unable to grasp. So um, I can't think of anybody better to uh, take the helm of this commission. And with that, clerk, will you please take the roll vote? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Williams? She's off and on. Okay, I will come back to her. Um, Vice Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Chair Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Thank you. And I know she's having some issues. Commissioner Williams, we're taking the vote right now to um, vote on McMillan as the chair for SACDAC. Let's see. Does she have to be verbal? Um, she can um, give me a thumbs up if that works as well. texting her that information. I think her connection is just too spotty right now. Are you able to turn off her video? Or, oh, there you are. Can you raise your hand or give us a thumbs up if you uh, vote? Yeah, all right, there you go. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Motion passes. Thank you, yay. All right, um, I will open the floor to nominations for vice chair at this time. Uh, Commissioner Kennedy. I'd like to nominate uh, Commissioner Mo Crowley for vice chair. I second that nomination. Is there any discussion? Uh, Commissioner Crowley, do you have, uh, oh, she's covering her face. <laughs> Do you accept the nomination? Yes, I accept the nomination. Thank you. Okay. All right. Any other comments um, by commissioners um, regarding this nomination? Seeing none, clerk, will you please take the roll vote? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. Thank Aye. you. Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Williams? Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Chair Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. All right. Congratulations to our new Chair McMillan and Vice Chair Crowley. Um, Looking forward to uh, your leadership 
And uh, with that, we will move on to commissioner comments, ideas, and questions. Are there any commissioner reports, comments, questions that you would like to provide at this time? Um, commissioner Kennedy. Thank you. I first want to thank our, uh, our outgoing chair, Commissioner Boyd, you know, for all, all our leadership uh, over the last few years. It would have been perhaps the toughest time this commission has had to face. You know, she, her leadership has helped see us through it. In addition to her constantly keeping not only an eye on things in our community, in our city, whether it was the issue with some of the restaurants extending too far out into the streets and blocking access to even, you know, the report we got this evening, uh, our, our chair going above and beyond to make sure that disabled residents have access to the Golden One Center. You know, we were very lucky to have your leadership. You know, you leave this commission in a better spot and we very much appreciate uh, everything you've done for us. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Crowley. Yes, three things. One, Brandy and Alan in your respective roles, it has been so encouraging, especially during this time of pandemic and transition and uh, technology needs. It's just been an, uh, a privilege to work with such uh, visionaries. And I mean that uh, very sincerely. Second, I am uh, willing to be open-minded and willing to learn and understand the nuances of governmental procedures in order to communicate the needs of our constituents in the community. And um, I trust uh, Alan as our chair to really guide me in that as well as the rest of the commissioners and the city staff that we have more uh, opportunities to have our views expressed in a way that implements those those works that are good works of the city that um, translate better when they go through the deck and the unique point of view that makes things universally accessible. And the third thing is from the commissioner's standpoint for today, I just wanted to identify why I abstained from the calendar, the consent items. So I just wanted to make sure that as a commission, uh, that we have a sense of what the time frame is of what we can expect things to be presented. And since Ms. Cuppy is present today, uh, I'm hoping that we are able to uh, follow up on the email she sent back in May about the commissioner page and education and uh, business cards and all these great initiatives for people to be a part of the city that they that that we are offering as a DAC that how we as in our commission and other commissions we understand what those resources are going to be and in the email Ms. Cuppy said uh, you know when we meet in person and that's now upcoming uh, in March so perhaps uh, what I wanted to share tonight is and now that uh, I'm vice chair is that I'd really like to see carry on that communication standard that as the city modernizes and the staff modernizes and the city manager and everybody starts to modernize that we as a commission can zero in on those um, 
those visions of the city to make our commission more accessible, but more uh, savvy so that the time of our meetings is focused and, uh, and clearer because everyone coming on board will have the same tools, resources, and educations to be able to step up into leadership positions, but also to be able to communicate effectively in a way that the city, the staff, the, the um, commissioners themselves know how to communicate best. So um, that was the reason for my abstaining is that I wanted the opportunity to identify at this meeting as we start the new year, that there's changes that are moving in the right direction. And as long as, as we all realize, we're all trying to work together, together to make our community and where we live, you know, I always, I've said in previous meetings, the best place in the world that I've ever lived is the city of Sacramento. And I can't imagine my family growing and being safe and being independent in any other place. And I've traveled a great deal and that's a uh, high praise. And I'm glad to be a part of it with all of you and happy new year. Thank you, Commissioner Williams. Very quickly before my internet goes, I just wanted to quickly thank McMillan and Boyd for your year of leadership. Um, I, I appreciate it. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, the new leaders, McMillan and Crowley. Um, I'm only going to be here, I found out, for six more months. Um, so I'm excited to see um, what's going to happen with our commission and, and see what's, what's up next. So happy new year, and I'm glad we're doing this together. Thank you. Chair McMillan. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, say thank you for, for the kind words shared by other commissioners. Um, I didn't do anything this year. I just wrote Brandy's coattails. Um, she is tremendous, and, and we all know the leadership she provided. She's, she, she might not have the title, but I don't think anything's going to lessen from her efforts and her activity as long as she's part of this commission. So uh, I'm happy about that. She's still going to be pounding the street. She's still going to be doing everything she she always does with or without uh, title. So um, anyway, we'll look forward to this this new year. Um, I My comment too, along the lines of uh, uh, Vice Chair Crowley, is about the follow-up log. Um, you know, there were two presentations tonight that I don't think we're even on the follow-up log. So how do we get back to looking at it, having a good follow-up log that we actually follow up and get those things back on the thing? It's a good list, and, and Josh has some good dates out there which are coming up in the future. I would like it to make it that a, a point of um, effort and concentration in the future that the presentations we get other things that are on the follow-up log rather than just uh, other good things. And uh, so that would be my comment I was going to make regardless. So thank you and uh, over and out from me. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on matters not on the agenda? Thank you, Chair. I do not have any hands raised for matters not on the agenda. Oh, it does look like we have, Miss um, Avalos has her hand raised. Yes, I just wanna um, come in and wish you guys all a happy new year and wanna thank all of you for all of your time. Um, Brandy, you know, you and for your leadership, I know you're very passionate about this 
and um, we appreciate that. We need, you know, we do need more people like you out there to advocate for for others who can't advocate for themselves. So I think it's admirable what you guys do, the time you guys invest in the city um, that you live in. So I just want to applaud all of you guys, the whole commission as a whole, um, because you guys, um, you know, we need you, um, you need each other. And hopefully um, this year, you know, we, we start off fresh, we start off on the right foot. And I, I know um, Josh has some good things in the works and he'll be reach out, reaching out to, to the new chair and, and, and offering some some suggestions that we thought we um, talked about that may improve, um, you know, the subject matter that is spoken at these meetings. Um, and then we'll do some, I want to do some also some, some a little bit more education on, um, you know, what our purpose is moving forward. And, um, and then um, for the commissioners and also for the rest of the city and other departments. And so Brandy and I talked a little bit about that um, earlier. And so we, um, so so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to, to this to this next year. And um, again, I want to applaud all of you guys for you, all of your time, this this past year and all of your community service, which is very um, admirable. So thank you. Thank you. Um, to my fellow commissioners, I'm not going anywhere. That is uh, true, uh, Chair McMillan. I. Um, appreciate all that you guys have um, done to support uh, advocacy for those with disabilities these past two years that I have been chair. And I just look forward to continue working with you um, on um, issues of inclusion and equity in our city of Sacramento. So thank you very much. Uh, that concludes today's agenda. This meeting is now adjourned. Happy.